0: Welcome to the Dragonheart Ascension podcast with Sonia, where we mediate for innovative quantum solutions as the Dragonheart Light Council in preparation for Mother Gaia and Humanity's Ascension in 2029. What I was seeing about the atom was that it's a perfect representation of the masculine and the feminine. The whole goal of the spiritual life is to integrate the mind and the emotions. So, on an atomic level, when mind and emotions are integrated, it's activating you on an atomic level because that's the natural setup of the mind and the emotions being joined together. I'm talking about the physical atom, but the atoms I'm talking about are spiritual atoms. So, we have 12 spiritual atoms, and each aspect of the atom has a physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspect within the atom itself. So you have 12 chakras. And when you actually activated each of the spiritual atoms in your chakra system, it opens up a portal to this, I'm gonna call it the solar atom. So I've seen from sun gazing that the sun is surrounded by atomic wheels of 12. And the physical body is surrounded by three wheels, which are the physical, emotional, mental. Although they're independent, they operate as one. So it's a whole blueprint of the atom. And so as we integrate our 12 aspects, we become like a sun. Part of our ascension is to ascend into the sun. There's 12 chakras that make up the human body. In the physical earth, there's 12 atmospheres, six above and six below that would make up her body. So it's all as above, so below, but going down to the atomic level, You can see that the physical, emotional, and mental, when they're integrated, help you embody your spirit, which is the nucleus being Sophia or her spirit, being one with her spirit. So anyway, that was just a shortcut of all the download I got this morning. It really clarified for me the importance of when you spiritualize the mind and the emotions that you're actually creating or activating the nucleus of your atomic structure, and also your spiritual structure. We say that again, when you spiritualize the mind or emotions. So on an atomic level, it speaks to the importance of having an integrated mind and emotions on the physical level. Mm.
1: That's what sparks life.
0: Yes. The blueprint is from the micro to the macro, it's all the same. It just blew me away how simple it was, and how the principles expand out as you get into bigger bodies. When I was given the blueprint for the soul's journey, it was an, a web of life at the point where the web lines crossed in the web. There were points of light, and those were beings of light who had made it back to consciousness of Sophia. They were then points of light in the universe with bigger roles as co-creators with Sophia. Very cool. you. So as a triad, when we're merging our hearts and our minds and anchoring into the physical, we're kind of setting off the atomic chemistry, you might say, within the triad, which we are then connecting to Sophia through the nucleus and then become receptacles for her receiving. That's, very That's cool. the power of the triad. I can build this out into the Metatron cube. That was the other part of the vision. But anyway, I won't go into that today. (laughs) Work. It's amazing. So excited about it.
1: Makes a lot more sense than what they taught in science class.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm fortunate that I'm around her for many reasons, but in terms of this information, it takes me a while to internalize it and process it.
1: My husband, he's not a conscious student of the work. So he likes the ideas, but then you bring me the idea, I'm gonna take it to the whole (laughs) next level. And the words that I'm going to use, if you're not a student of the work, you're gonna put them into old definitions. So you're never gonna be able to, right? Can't put new wine in old wineskins, right? Okay. Never thought about it that way with words, but it's so true because like if you use the word love, I know what you're talking about. But somebody who hasn't who is in a limited definition of what love is is not going to respond the same way.
0: The other thing I forgot, <laughs> important part, is that the Christ codes are built off between of the relationships. So it has the masculine, feminine, and the neutron or the emotional piece that brings it into neutrality. So each code is activating part of your atomic makeup through sounding it. So each code is activating some level of yourself in that Trinity relationship. And so the, yeah, it's it's, it's so exciting. It's like, it's atomic.
1: I think it just really puts into physical terms an understanding of our connectedness and how it goes beyond just your matter that has mass and takes up space into understanding that even the space that you take up is full of matter (laughs) as well.
2: (laughs) Well, there really isn't a void, you know. (laughs) I I laugh at your human limitations. (laughs) Yeah, I had a revelation that came out as a joke. I told a friend who was a Taoist that I had a Taoist joke, which is I've been to the void and found it full. Mm. I, I just wanted to comment We're acutely aware in my situation that I have other live streams where I've really delved into these kinds of things in extreme detail. And this whole life apparently has been programmed for a different purpose. And so there's kind of a bemusement, at least with me, is I'm sitting there and I'm getting much more now than ever before about what she's talking about when I know damn well that a part of my history even might've helped write some of this stuff. And yet it's like I came in to approach things from a very humanistic, if you will, perspective. We are such powerful creatures that we can, block our knowing and our memory. And exquisitely, it's fascinating when we have these discussions and she goes into these places that are not easily for humans. Yeah. I know that there's a part of me that, yeah, I'm right with you. I understand Mm it. I know it.
1: And I have to remind myself that even when my husband doesn't know what I'm talking about, he knows what I'm talking about. And his character is decorated and displayed as such to pretend like he doesn't know what I'm talking about. But that just helps my
0: character take on
1: better roles in the future.
0: The other thing I wanted to say is that sometimes sessions don't have to be journey work, but actually integrating what we've received already. So this feels more like an integration session to me.
2: Well, one thing that's, and this may seem really obvious to both of you, so forgive me if it sounds trite, but I've been slowly, as somebody who's always been on my own and someone who unconsciously, and consciously when I was younger, been, it's me and the world. And even though I've been knowing and talking about no separation for over 20 years, maybe a lot longer, I'm really just coming on to the wisdom of community, Mm. community in the most profound ways. Now, on an overt physical level, there is a sense of community where we live, which is one of the things I really enjoy. There are people here who genuinely care about each other and care about the community, and that's really lovely. But on a very profound level, like what I was talking about with the problem in my body it was there was a disconnect from the community of my body Mm. as scientists say we have up to 50 trillion conscious cells in a body Mm. and pain maybe can be looked at in many different ways but one of it is that there's a disconnect and so there's a problem in the community and so I'm becoming more aware from <clears throat> really intimate, very, very small levels, what community is to how you do a neighbor, to seeing the world as a body and the disconnects in the community and so forth. I haven't fully worked on articulating this yet, but I thought I'd want to share it because I think it. no pun intended, It. it embodies a really significant principle.
0: I think it's very profound what you just said because everything's a reflection, right? And so if you are isolated from your community, how are you isolated from yourself? Looking at the body as your community. In the Christ codes, I've actually created a system where I am communing with 15 parts of my body. I started it out with the price code mantra, but it actually perfectly aligns to the chakra codes because there's 14 levels of isolation and breathing exercises where you're speaking the codes. And then the 15th is the whole body isolation. And it's become my new meditation where before I get out of bed, I'm doing this exercise and it's turned into the meditation where I get all my downloaded information in the morning by doing this exercise. Then I get up and I do some yoga, and sometimes more information will come in. And then I'll end it with my regular meditation, which is getting shorter and shorter because I've gotten all my information already and all my communing done, (laughs) doing the work with my body. The body is the vehicle to ascend through. And the fact that I'm communing with it every morning and talking to the different parts of it. And getting information about my atoms and this and that is an opportunity to commune with that level of myself. So it's happening all by itself. I'm going deeper and deeper into my body.
1: So it's really beautiful. Mm.
0: I love that because it's my body that
1: woke me up. It's what got me consciously on the spiritual journey and really just what got my attention. And it makes sense to me one being Capricorn. And also just much like you relate to Bennett, I feel like I'm meant to be very, very human this time around so that I can bring through that spiritual message in a way that humans can really grab onto it and make sense of it and bridge that gap between the unseen and the seen world, for sure. And when you speak about your body as being a community, I really like that too. I mean, not only because it challenges the Typical paradigm that we're looking at. And I always love that. But it's so true because we have so many aspects of ourselves that we tend to overlook. And it makes me think of that cast of characters and all the characters that you create through your work and through your books and through your playwriting. And you have a whole cast of characters that lives within you. I know I have a real uh, hodgepodge, random group of misfits that all live inside of me. Of course, you know, thinking about different aspects of my body, since I've stopped looking at my body and pain as I've done something wrong and some kind of manifested punishment, but instead a welcome messenger from a loving part of myself, that's getting my attention. And the only way that it knows how to communicate to me, I definitely personify all the cells. And I've always done this through massage work, like the way that I think about healing the body and massage work. I'm opening up all of those roadways and infantry lines so that the troops can come in and bring fresh supplies and clear out the stuff that's no longer needed. I've always personified the body and the muscles and the cells and blood flow and all of that in a way that makes its own little cast of characters doing the work that is only done inside the body that we don't think about happening because we think it's all electrons and neutrons and protons and stuff we can't understand but what if it's not or what if we can define it in a different way so that you can really create a harmonious experience inside your body instead of looking to get outside of it in every which way be it from physical discomfort or emotional discomfort or whatever that self-judgment or whatever it is that's rearing up inside there But I think back to some of your characters when I was hearing you say that. And I'm like, of course, he's got a whole community inside of him. He's got a huge cast of characters in there.
2: The field is unconditional. And my understanding is there really is no difference or separation between the unseen and what we see. Paris had a great quote, which was, or it's attributed to him, which is, Form is music solidified into form. Mm -hmm. I just went into Star Trek and a show that has the same thing. Star Trek is the replicator and the show is the fabricator. Basically, they just draw from the field whatever's required and they compact the same ingredients of essence be it food or clothing or whatever, that's always made perfect sense to me. When they say as above, as below, I say as around, so it is, because that's the ultimate. And when I'm teaching, I teach, I think I brought this up, I teach a concept called the whiteboard, which is symbolic of our psyche and our spirit. And we endeavor to get the whiteboard white, because it's completely covered by judgments and programs and limitations and all of that stuff. But the wider it gets, the freer we become in terms of our expression. Now, as an actor, that goes into the theatrical process. There's no difference between, quote, teaching acting and, quote, teaching being.
1: I think it's kind of like how artists realize, oh, there's nothing really magical about art except for your willingness to do it. I think that actors probably feel that same way. Like there's nothing really magical to acting other than realizing that you're acting all the time anyway. <laughs> so well, once you kind of bring those two together, then it probably makes much more sense. And somebody who's on the outside is like, oh, I could never be an actor or a different character and it's like you just changed from when we were standing around your mom <laughs> until we were standing around your ex so <clears throat> who's exactly, to say,
0: you're not a very talented actor what I wanted to add to this conversation was that I've seen on the inner that each chakra has a male and female embodiment actual physical embodiment in some place in the universe
1: mm.
0: and all these cast of characters that we're talking about are actually characters that we've lived, are living the whole essence of what we're doing is integrating those characters into one whole personality or expression, you might say.
1: Yeah, I have to really concur with that because that really lines up too with this whole idea that I never got on board of. I was never really drawn to, like I got the concept, but I still just couldn't fully ascribe to it. This idea of how we have to like get out of our own way or kill off the ego or let go of parts of ourselves where instead it's always made more sense to me. Like, no, it's the actual integration of yourself, of your full self, because when you integrate these parts that are holding you back, you'll find that they actually lose their power, can be transformed, transmuted, whatever.
0: Um, Yeah, it's not about killing anything off, but it's about bringing it into balance. So the ego needs to be brought into balance with its concepts of who and what it is and what it's there to do. It thinks it's running the show for all the bodies when it's just one of the players. It's
1: that same principle about how energy can't be created or destroyed, only transformed. So it's silly and senseless to even think that there is any dying off or getting rid of or destroying of.
2: Now you're getting into my, my circle of teaching. I've often thought of death as an outdated concept. You can leave this body if you want, but for me, the greater aspiration is what so many have done, like Saint Germain. It's like who died? You can just come and go. And the interesting thing, as Ian said, you know, general people who are into this know about a few people like him, Jesus, and stuff like that. He said there are a great many people who have gotten to this point of knowing and ability.
1: The only thing is keeping everything in balance as well as we are balanced in this unbalanced state. Well, he
2: said... It's all written down. He said, it's just that the Vatican has all the information.
0: Right. It's really about activating what you would call the immortality gene or atom. You have to activate that aspect of yourself. Basically, your higher etheric body, your emotions, and even part of your mental body, there are parts of it that are everlasting, that never die. It's the lower aspects that die off. So it's a physical body, the lower theoric body. Those are perishable bodies. But the higher aspect of the emotional, they are not perishable. It's the spiritual body that is correct.
2: I, I think, if I may, I think that there might be a discussion that even that is a concept. That it's perishable. And of course, as a mass consciousness, we definitely... Ascribe to it, so we do. But there have been people, uh, even- Wait. Pardon?
0: The perishable part recirculates. It's not like it's, everything is always there, but it transforms.
2: Oh, transforms. St. G, as St. Germain, on the planet, was very, very well known, and was known to be here for a good 200 years. And that was even written about, even Voltaire wrote about him, the famous writer. When we were in China, this person that represented this powerful family that we were talking with, he was telling us that people in his family were the ones that helped finance the Illuminati, the Rothschilds and everything. And he said, some of these people are still alive.
0: Yeah, but th- we all have perishable bodies. I mean, the physical is just a show, but the spiritual body is forever. When you ascend, you're not actually taking your, quote, physical body, but you can reassemble it because it's all in the fourth dimension anyway. But the physical body dissolves back into the dust of the earth. It's a perishable body in that sense. We're made up of the stars, but that star exploded and transformed into something else. So it's all evolving and everything, but in terms of the physical bodies, they're not forever bodies. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dragon Heart Ascension podcast. If you want to learn more about the 12 stages of ascension, then download a free copy of my new ebook, Christ Codes 369 Ascension Mastery and Workbook. Go to christcodes.com to get your free copy now.